MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson, and this is Reister or Wrong. The MLB tries to pull off a grift with Off-White, and I refuse to believe that Virgil Abloh had anything to do with this. Um, Andrew Wiggins is trying to steal the MVP from Steph Curry. I, You people better not let it happen. He's already been robbed of one MVP, even though I would have been fine if you gave it to LeBron too, by uh, Andre Iguodala. But... Now we're sitting here and it may happen again because Andrew Wiggins is getting all the love. Top five time today. Top five delivery pizzas. That should be fun. And uh, number and Vince McMahon is under fire for three million dollars paying, paying somebody just to come to work. Ralph, don't understand. And uh, Herschel Walker should be named Pinocchio. For all the tall tales that this dude is telling. And now the man who criticizes black fathers is actually uh, an absentee father. But anyways, I'll talk about the black father thing in a minute because I resent that in in so many ways. Oh, black fathers are absentee. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, we will start off with the MLB. They have come out with a new jersey that they intend on uh, grifting their their fans with. Because, you know, everybody wants to do a collaboration, Ralph. Everybody wants to do a collaboration, and the MLB is no different. So they've collaborated with Off-White and New Era to to come up with a new jersey that's going to be hip for the fans, and they swung and missed. And here is the jersey. It is... A regular jersey. It is the Dodgers. So they the one that they used is the Dodgers jersey. It's got quotations around Dodgers, which is off-white's branding. Quotations on the hat around the uh L and the A. But you will notice that there are holes in the jersey. They look like a bite mark in the caps, like uh, but they're calling them meteors, meteor marks. Like meteors falling out of the of the uh, sky, 
And Ralph, you pro well, you know how much they're charging, but in case you don't know, they are charging $260 for uh for what is like a $36 cap typically. They are charging $355 for a t-shirt and $630 for a hoodie and 1100 bucks for a jersey. Ralph, this is absolutely in, insane. I don't know who they're trying like I don't know who the customer is that 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 they think is going to buy this because I'm a Dodgers fan first of all and I am a like I have hundreds of of hats, hundreds. And there is about a 0% chance that I'm going to buy this cap, Ralph. The target audience has to be new money, correct? It's got to be, because old money ain't buying this. Not at all. Smart um, money ain't buying this. And even if it was fashionable, and I, I don't want to sound like, a, oh, the guy rips in their jeans. The kids walk around with the jeans already torn. Like, that's not, we're not doing that. Like, no. I get that that I actually understand, like worn denim, you you want to look like you put the work in and you didn't, and so you pay somebody else to have already put the work in. It's yes. the same as hiring a landscaper. I totally understand <laughs> regime, but like giant holes looks objectively stupid, and it doesn't even look like worn in any way. If a meteor ripped through your clothing rack, uh, I don't think the whole there should be there should be some fire. So there should be a little little fire around around the edge or something. But it, the they look like they look like the holes from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, you know the like the little the port the, yes. the portals. Yep. <laughs> like yep. Throw on, but why could you not just buy a jersey for hundred fifty bucks and take it to a tailor and pay them fifty bucks to cut a couple holes in it and hem them? You Why can, Ralph. You can, because this is th- this doesn't even have stitching around the uh, holes and the damn hat. What are you supposed to do with your hair in this in As this a, hat? So your so <laughs> so your hair is going to be looking half goofy on one on one on one side, and then the back, and then it's got a meteor in the back, like part of the nameplate and part of the if you have a double digit number. On there, and you're like, really, really? As the, this is as what the we're fairer doing skinned, as the fairer skinned of the two of us, there's going to be lawsuits against Off White and the MLB 20 years from now when you have melanoma on one side of your head because it's just exposed to the sun the entire time that you're wearing a hat. This, okay, you know bigger grift, clothes- bigger grift. These burnt up Balenciaga shoes. I don't know if anybody has seen them. Uh, Google burnt Balenciaga shoes. And you would they literally lit shoes on fire, uh, painted Balenciaga on the side, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here goes some four thousand dollar shoes. Well. Oh, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. I would say nobody's gonna beat you up for wearing the Balenciagas. I wouldn't want to be caught in the Padre Stadium wearing wearing Dodger uniforms with giant holes in them. You're gonna get made fun of until you cry. These clo- the clothes look like you cheated on your woman, but all your stuff was at her house. <laughs> the, the the jersey and the shoes. Yeah. Uh, Angela cut, Angela Bassett she, got to him in yeah. <laughs> In she a cut up your jersey, loving it, and she set she set your kicks on fire. Yeah, oh, it's so bad. It, I just, I, it it's uh, to me, it's always a massive insult if you're trying to look, if you spend extra money to try to look poor, is one of the most like disgusting things about American fashion. <laughs> when it's, you spend, when you spend hella money to look poor, dude. Look, so yeah, you could just I'm, do what my parents did and shop at the factory to you outlet and make your kid wear pro wing or Voigt shoes that have them get their ass kicked, which dusts up the shoes even more. Like you could just do that and it will save you so much money. Dude. You don't need to pay a designer 
for poor people clothing, you could just buy the poor people clothing. I promise. Dude, and I am the definition of I spent 400 bucks on this just to be like, you ain't up on this. And I'm 100% out on this. And you know how it's not just a old, an old dad thing? Because I caught my 16-year-old and his super cool friends over at Sierra Canyon. Ralph was on the phone call. They asked about, about things. And, they were, and my son immediately, he's hella fashionable. He was like, absolutely not, dad. Absolutely not. Count, count me out on, on that. And then he asked his friends. They were out on it, too. They all think it's whack. So if you saw somebody out and about just knowing how much money they would have spent on that particular thing. Are you saying something? No, I'm not going to say anything to him, but, but in, in my, in my head, hella judgment. Cause you're trying way too much, way too much. Is there a possibility that it's going to get popular in a way that makes us feel like we're wrong? Like the, uh, Yeezy Crocs, stuff like that stuff that got really, really big, even though like on the surface looked absolutely ridiculous. Because there was a time when I felt that way about, like, the pennies, the Nikes from Penny Hardaway. What? The foam posits for, like, eight oh, seconds. Oh, yeah, never yeah, seen yeah, yeah. About yeah. It. See, I've never I'm, owned a pair of foam of foam posits. And, and I have been in the school of, like, I've never fully – I understand its significance in shoe culture because it's the first shoe that was like that. It was – it was a special shoe because it was new. Yeah. It was innovative. But I never fully got it. It, it. it was heavy. It wasn't the most comfortable shoe in the whole world. So, so yeah. Um. All right. Now on to our man, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, boy. He's absolutely balling, but he needs to slow his ass down. Because <laughs> there is going to be some elements of people who forget what Steph Curry did for four straight games in this series. And they're like... Andrew Wiggins, 16 rebound game, and then came back with 26 and 10. Huge game. And then they're going to try, he's going to get some MVP votes after tonight. Watch. And they're going to try to steal it from Steph Curry. Because that's the one thing that he does not have in terms of hardware. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I would say that um, sometimes the MVP, the NBA MVP, is based on expectations um, and and whether or not you met them or you exceeded them or you did anything new. I don't think the finals MVP should be that. And I don't think it's like football where like Super Bowl MVP could just be someone who had kind of a good game, you know, and it could be somebody who's never, ever made a Pro Bowl or anything like that. Uh, finals MVP, it's over the course of seven games. And it unquestionably so far, even though he had an 0 for 9 uh, from three game, which is so severely uncharacteristic of him, he has carried the team. Oh, Even in losses, sure. he's he Steph Curry's carried the team, and so I don't really think that it's it's a threat. And because of that, because I don't really think it's a threat, uh, it it's really helping me to enjoy what Andrew Wiggins is doing even more because I don't know about you, George, but I never joined the the Andrew Wiggins is a bust or the Andrew no. Wiggins hater club. Never, not once. I was like, yeah, he's not living up to like some of the expectations that maybe other people had, but never in my life did I did I look and say, oh my God, this dude's an absolute bust. This dude's a bust. No, man, he he is he's a guy who is clearly extremely talented, but he was not, he was not, you know, like a a superstar but he has superstar characteristics he's almost like a lamar odom in that mm-hmm. in that got every piece of talent in the world every piece of talent except for andrew wiggins is a better shooter but he's got every piece of talent and for some reason it doesn't all translate into superstar but when you put him around a, a superstar and he can either be the number two or number three option, bruh, he, he begins to flourish because now he doesn't have to carry that, that weight and be like, okay, I got six, 16 points tonight, whatever. Oh, 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 I need 30 tonight. No problem. I get you 32. Yeah. Well, so I appreciate you know what? that. There, the 20, 
27 years old, career averages of 19 points, four rebounds, 35% three, and 45% from, from field goal percentage. Does that sound like a bust to you? Absolutely not. Right. Because he's been in the league for nine. Also, wait, what was his uh, eight or nine years? Well, hold on one second. Hold on one second. I didn't, I did not give you Andrew Wiggins career numbers right there. Who was that? Brandon Roy. Oh my God. <laughs> the all time unfulfilled potential person that people say if he had just had more time in health, he would have been one of the great greats. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, but guess what? Those are also Andrew Wiggins' career numbers. Down to a T. 35% from three, 45% from the field, over 19 points per game, so a little bit more than Brandon Roy. It's a little bit more score-friendly than, than when Brandon Roy was at his peak, and he finished up his career about 26, 27 years old, and uh, also the four rebounds per game. Brandon Roy was an objectively better passer, and Andrew Wiggins is an objectively better athlete with more durability. So, like, but I, I just... I look at Andrew Wiggins' career numbers. I look at his third season in the NBA, especially February of his third season in the NBA, when he looked like a top 10 NBA player. And then I look at the changes that he's made to his game in order to compete and fit in and be a winner and sacrifice. Um, I like him. I like him as a person. I like him as a player. I think everybody that hated on him because he wasn't able to come in uh, as a number one pick and carry uh, teams like LeBron or Jordan or something like that, are completely overlooking the fact that like that's your own damn fault for yep. your comparisons. Like th- you you want to go back and redraft? Should we should we go back and and redraft when he came out? Are you going to tell me that he you still wouldn't consider putting him in the, the the as the top pick or at least the at least the top three of the 2014 draft? Okay. Would you take Would you take Zach Levine over Andrew Wiggins? No. I would uh, uh, I mean, I, I would con- I would consider it, but it, it ain't no. It, there, there's nothing about it that is for sure that I'm that I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's lights out there. So, yeah, so, so could, no. There, if you could redo the 2014 NBA draft, in my opinion, there's the a hands down is, the number one overall pick. It's a dub, two-time MVP, Nik- Nikola Jokic, right? No, that's not who I draft first. You would take Joel Embiid over Jokic? Yes, yes. I would take Joel Embiid over Jokic. I, that is, feels racist. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> either way, that, that's going to be one and two, though, right? And then I think, yeah. I think you're, I, you have a strong argument to put Wiggins ahead of Levine, who would be four. Yes. And then maybe you're looking at, um, at Julius Randle, maybe. Um, no, you got to both. I probably put Marcus Smart. Yeah, yeah, because Mar- Marcus Smart is at least won a defensive MV- MVP. Yeah, yeah. So, but at the same time, like, are we really going to say he he's a huge bust because he maybe should at the at the end of the day have gone three in this draft instead of one, especially if they win tonight and he's he's a champion. Yes, and he's a big reason why. Because I, and I don't understand this consensus that seems out to, to be uh, amongst all the people who know ball that the Celtics are a better overall team than the Warriors. I don't, I don't personally believe that. I mean, maybe that's just people who that are sick of the Warriors. This isn't the best iteration of the Warriors, but it's still the best team in the NBA, in my opinion. Um, oh, yeah. And, oh, and is, isn't it crazy that there are two top five, that there are probably three players that were drafted, yeah, three players who were drafted in the in the second round, and two of them, if you were redrafting, would for sure be in the top ten of that draft, and probably three of them. Well, Jordan Clarkson. Yep, Nikola Jokic, six man of the year, Jordan Clarkson, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, He'd probably Spencer be somewhere Dinwiddie. in between like ten and twelve. And I, you got to make a pretty strong argument for Joe Harris, even though he was like the third pick of a second round, that, that you could bump him up 10, 15 spots, maybe. Yeah, for sure. It's a solid, it's a solid, it's not, it's not garbage. Like, I don't know people make this draft out to be garbage, but it's, it's a, it's a bunch of solid players without a ton of stars, maybe one or two Hall of Famers, yeah. you know, um, and everybody makes a Hall of Fame in the NBA, like you like to say. Yeah. Um, you get in the Hall of Fame. You get in the Hall of Fame. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get in the Hall of Fame. A bust. Oh, for sure. 
for sure. He is not a bust at all. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, it is time for our top five. This was a fun one because we're both fat. So, (laughs) top five delivery pizzas. I'll go first. My number five. Give me the specifics on your on the category for you. Okay. Okay. So, so it has to be chainish. You know what I mean? Like that. Like I didn't put on there like Giordano's or Luminati's or you know like a local pizza place. Like it's got to be in multiple Mm -hmm. states. Yeah. And so. And mind you, I couldn't put my favorite pizza place on here, which is Mulberry Street Pizza, which is one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. You said you are going to put that on there? I'm not. Okay. Because it's there's like three of them. so And they're all here. So, so yeah, no. Um, my number five, it is Domino's Pizza. I think that they, that they give you options. You get hand-tossed. But I don't go with the hand toss. I go with that nice, crispy, thin crust. I can swallow a whole medium, maybe a large. Exclusively <laughs> pepperoni on that pizza. Like, I don't want all that stuff on that pizza. On that thin crust joint, with the, all the way to the, to the edges, give me that pepperoni. Okay. Um, Domino's is my number five as well. 
I don't like Domino's very much. There's, but my kids like it, and that you you never realize how important that is until it comes time to get delivery, and all four of your kids or five in your get case Domino's, and yeah. you're like, Ugh. it is better than it used to be, much better than it used to be. Facts. That like commercial that they made, trash. <laughs> they made a commercial where they like apologized like they were the Suns after game seven against the Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> we need to apologize on how we were making pizza. Now we're yeah. going with the hot and fresh delivery. And it was better. And it, it was legitimately better. Uh, not a big fan of who they're partnered with on the beverage side. Um, but it is who, what it is. Who is that? Pe- PepsiCo. Oh, who, can, I, who orders pizza and gets drinks? Me, us as a poor, poor people when we were growing up, those are Friday nights, a two liter and 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 two large. I was I was poor people too, but 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 we never got the drinks. We didn't we didn't splurge for the drinks. <laughs> it was part of the nineteen ninety nine deal. I don't know what you want from me. Um, but what you know? What are you going to complain? You're getting sugar in a cup as a kid. So Pepsi, Pepsi it is. Um, but yeah, Domino's would be my number five. All right, number four for me, Sabaro. I know you may have to DoorDash it, but I'm not sure if there are. I mean, but there's so many of them, and you can just okay. door DoorDash it to you. And their pizza sauce is fantastic, bro. If you get a strom Stromboli, dip that joint in there. Ooh, is Stromboli pizza? Are we calling because it has all the same ingredients? Are we calling Stromboli and Calzones pizza now? Absolutely. Okay, is. All right, so here's a question. Have you ever had one single slice of Sabaro in your entire life that has tasted as good as it's looked? Yes, it's got to be fresh out of the oven. Like 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 it can't be but I actually like their Stromboli's better you gotta than eat anything it. there. You got to eat it in line before you pay. <laughs> yes, it is it is like it is like In-N-Out fries. They're only good piping hot. <laughs> that's why that's why you have to eat in the car with with In-N-Out. Yep. Um my number four is, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's more in the Southeast, uh, Marcos. I've heard of Marcos, never been to Marcos though. So it is officially allowed to be put on this list because I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, and my Marcos, Mark, I think as long as you are the number one um, takeout or delivery place in any given state in America, you should be included here. And they actually, I, I pulled up a list on where they're the number one um, in in the country, and they're actually in South Carolina and Indiana, the the most ordered delivery pizza, and it's just solid. It's not, it's not special. It's not great in any way, but it's just not bad. Like I've never had a bad slice of of, of Marco's pizza, so that's why they are my my number four. All right, my number three is, and mind you, a couple years ago, there is no chance that this pizza place would have been on my list. Not a single solitary chance. But okay. this place has been shack washed. And that is Papa John's. <laughs> Papa John's pizza got, got washed clean. They, they, they got rid of the racist. And they washed it clean with, with Shaq's hands. My, and, and I remember once I found out about Papa John and my kids, we ordered some pizza. My kid was like, because they liked Papa John's, they liked the little seasoning packets. I get a nice Supreme pizza. The kids still only eat pepperoni, dip it in the garlic sauce, bro. It's the accoutrements that make it great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh, but when all that came out, I was out. I was like, we're never eating Papa John's again. So don't even ask. And I, and they were like, why? I told them they were like, okay, cool. And then now uh, Shaq and they were like, Dad, Shaq is in. Are we back in on Papa John's? I was like, I don't know. I got to do some investigating. Now in on Papa John's at number three. Papa John's has uh, one good pizza, and I I lived on Papa John's when uh, when I was a senior in high school. I had my own apartment. It was the only thing I ate, and so I kind of burned out really hard on it. Um, but Papa's favorite, which you know that that's a that's still linked to John Schnatter in some way. So I don't know if you can endorse this, but pepperoni, nope. Italian sausage, ground beef, mushrooms, onions, green pepper, black olives. It is the only thing that they have that I like. They did not make my list. My number three, uh, which is not actually a pizza that I get very often, is Papa Murphy's. And I have never had Papa Murphy's. I have heard of it, it though. So, so it's legal. 
It's kind of dumb because you have to cook it. So it's like going to Costco. What? Yeah, you, you have to cook it. So you go there, you tell them what to to do, and then you go home and you throw it in. So the why don't I just 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 get a tombstone pizza? Because why don't I just go get be- a Morton's uh a Newman's own, which is which is by far the best frozen pizza, Newman's own. Ooh, we we'll argue on that one later. Um but no, I think so Papa Murphy's I guess slash Costco because you can't you if you want pizza that night, but it's not always like the right timing or whatever. So I get it. And and it's the the ingredients are really good. It used to be a lot more affordable than it is now. I don't know if this is just a sign of the times of all the inflation that's going on. But Papa Murphy's, you can get they will make you a pizza any way you want them. And then it's just up to you when you eat it so that you can make sure that it's hot. There's no like delivery issues or anything like that where they, your house is the last on the route. So the pizza's kind of cold and the cheese slid around. So you kind of eliminate that. Um, I don't eat it as much as I'd like to, because especially post pandemic, we're always just home anyway. So you might as well just have a pizza delivered, but you should try it. You should try it at least once. Papa Murphy's is, is good enough to be on my list instead of Papa John's. All right. Number two for me, it's a place that's only in a few States and it's called fresh brothers. This is Ralph. Ralph is going to make fun because it's literally exactly what it uh, says. It's uncured pepperoni. And as he's typing it up, searching it up now, it is uncured pepperoni, fresh ingredients, organic cheese like this. This pizza is as good as advertised. It is by far the freshest ingredients I've ever had on a pizza that I did not make at at home. It is amazing. And this is all because you're like this is literally the Papa John's thing. Better ingredients, better pizza. Yeah, type deal. Yep. Okay. So how how av- how widely available is this place? Um, I don't know. I do believe it is in other states. So a- as you give give me your number two, I will find out how many there are. Okay. Uh, my number two is Pizza Hut. Um, nothing special about Pizza Hut except just like the history of it. I got super fond memories. They're the first ones to bring in that I remember the stuffed crust, uh, which in my childhood was, you know, as big as the Suns making the NBA finals. Like <laughs> best moments from my childhood in there somewhere is Pizza Hut invents stuffed crust pizza. Um, they at one point had this thing called the triple triple decker, and me and my grandfather would go and we would get a triple decker pizza. Uh, once a week all summer long until they discontinued it but the thing about pizza hut that keeps it on this list is that there are still a few restaurants all over the country that do what george have uh lunch all you can eat yeah yeah the buffet that's what sets it apart if you have or you run an old style um pizza hut buffet anywhere in the country you are an american hero we salute you (laughs) you should have your own holiday um the dessert pizza salad bar, you know, I don't, I don't know how people feel about that type of stuff in uh, in the pandemic, but I'd risk I'd risk COVID for you know. It's always fun too because like when when they go to drop that that pizza off and you see everybody like jump up out yes. of the food. Dude, I, I haven't been in one that had a buffet in like I can't even remember probably fifteen years, but I remember doing it when I was young and it was fantastic. We would always um we, like we would hit the buffet because it'd be from like eleven to two. We would yep. hit the buffet at like one forty-five, because mm. they'd have to keep bringing pizzas out, and yeah, there's yeah. no no competition, so they have to keep bringing pizzas out while someone is still there for the buffet. The strategy. All right, my number one is round table pizza. Oh, and by the way, I was wrong. I thought Fresh Brothers was a, was available in different states. It's not, but they have like twenty some different locations, though. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Now, number one for me is round table pizza. Another better ingredients, better play. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I love because I'm a supreme pizza kind of guy. No mushrooms, no olives, and just the just the crunch of the green of the onions and the green peppers and the sausage and the pepperoni. I'm 100 percent in. And the and they have a semi deep dish option too. But I love deep dish pizza. Pizza cake. So that was that was your number one? Yes. Wow. I don't so, even know if I've had round table. I gotta try it. Yo, it's super good. 
Well, as a sports fan, my number one uh, is going to be reflective of the big news that came out this week. You're not serious. Someone indeed does out Pizza the Hut. Uh, I'm a little Caesars fan. I'm unashamed. What? Nothing you can say. Oh my god! Nothing you can say. The angrier you get about it means that I have less competition in line to grab a hot and ready. Oh my god, dude. You sound like my first radio partner, Brett Winterbull, who his he he said his kids would always like he loves uh chocolate. And mm-hmm. his kids would always eat his chocolate bars that he had around the house. So then he decided that he was going to force himself to start eating dark chocolate because he hated it and force himself to like it because then nobody else would, would eat it. And that's you with little Caesars. No, that's little funny. Caesars that's a gardener is, mindset. Like I'm it is inferior pizza. vegetation. Huh? No, it's 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 not the best. It's not the best, but it's reliable. Five ninety nine, a large crazy bread. Like first of all, why crazy do you bread. go on price as far as eating a good pizza? It's reflective of who I am. I'm not out here saying I'm the most quality ingredient human being. Oh my god! I like Little Caesars. So here, my here's my history with Little Caesars. Little Caesars uh, came to, so there was one at my high school um, right across the street. We had open campus lunch, but they would bring the slices on campus wrapped in tinfoil. So for three bucks, you could get half a pizza at, at lunch. And my parents would give me a $5 bill every day in the morning. So I knew that a couple of days a week, I was probably just going to grab Little Caesars. So I really liked it. And then um, the the crazy bread is, is great. And it was just a place that I went with my friends and my kids don't hate it, so it's a nice thing to just be able to pick up uh, and 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 have with them that's economical or whatever. They fight over the crazy bread, which makes me laugh. And the other thing that I like about it is uh, not that long ago, they dropped a thin crust, and it's, like, legitimately good. Like, not like, not like uh, we're lying to ourselves because of the price good, like most delivery or, or, or takeout pizzas. It's actually really, really good, and, and... In a day where conscientious consumerism is all the rage, like Little Caesars was actually started by a halfway decent human being who I'm pretty sure paid Rosa Parks rent for like the entire last half of her life. Um, it's not like a terrible company. And so there's no like issue of conscience besides like, oh, am I going to die uh, <laughs> from eating this so much? All right. but I there's will, no like I will issue of conscience handing them money. I will try their thin crust. Since you have raved about it, but uh, I'm not picking up one of them five dollar hot hot and ready. That that is a <laughs> that is a waste of calories. A hundred percent waste of calories. Here's how you know. Here's how you know that that pizza is very bad for you. It's bad the next day. Like leftover pizza is one supposed of the to be to delicious. To be yes. Yeah. Yeah. Little Caesars day two like changes color. But so do a lot of these. So do a lot of these. And I'm not going to name too many by name. Um, but and, and if you're if you saving notice, the hot and ready, there's and something it, wrong with you. And, it, and if you notice, none of the ones on my list are bad the next day. I don't know. Uh, number, number, number five, if you get the thin crust, you're good. You're good the next day. But uh, yeah. I, I mean, a pop, Papa John's probably give you 48 hours. Yeah, exactly. So, but, <laughs> but... But but uh, Round Table, Fresh Brothers, and Sbarro, those are reheatable pizzas or or eat them cold pizzas. <laughs> the fa- if you have leftover Sbarro, how did you do that? <laughs> that means you got how? way too much Sbarro. I, t- I took Sbarro home from the mall and put it in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> or or in the airport. All right. Um, yeah. Next thing up, Vince McMahon is in trouble. The WWE is investigating him. So apparently they're looking into a $3 million payment that he paid to an employee. He allegedly had a fair with, according to the wall street journal, he had other non-disclosure agreements regarding alleged misconduct with female employees that the board was investigating. 
supposedly so far that they have found that he paid the settlements out of his own money. But uh, there's supposedly other packs as well surrounding um, John Laurinaitis, a former wrestler as well. So are you in or out on Vince McMahon being investigated by his own company, bro? Do you realize how ridiculous that that would be to get thrown out of your own company, your own family business, because you're a creepo? We were just talking about Papa John's. Oh, exactly. (laughs) Um, the, The rough thing and the tough thing about taking anything that comes out of the WWE seriously is that like this could have literally been a storyline that he dreamed up? Yes, that was not real. <laughs> so every every single time I see a headline about like Vince McMahon being investigated, I was like, like in real life or like in <laughs> yeah, in or 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 in the script in the yeah, wrestling or world. like in Real Housewives for Men life <laughs> that is yep that is wrestling. Um, you. It's a publicly traded company, the WWE, right? Yes, correct. Who whose money was it? Because if he was, if I was invested heavily in WWE, and he was given like my money away because of affairs that he had, then I have an issue. If he's paying money out of his own pocket to to keep quiet his own transgressions, I don't care as much or at yeah. all. Um, but yeah, so I like, I, I, that, oh, the oh, part oh, of this oh, that I don't oh, understand and there are no lawsuits and here's the other thing. There are no law lawsuits about any sexual misconduct or anything like uh, that. So this came up off of them looking into other things. And then he just so happened like, you know, that this kind of popped up. So if there are no lawsuits alleging he did anything wrong, are you are you okay? Are you in with it? Yeah, I mean, because it's so I see the board has concluded McMahon paid the settlements with his own money. Um, he's seventy six years old, and you know his. I I'm not sure what the story is behind his daughter recently took a leave of absence. Um, they had uh probably one of their most um notorious names at least on the on the women's side uh page right she retired but she's been injured they've got a couple of other people that have secured their release i don't know if aew is like a legitimate yes it is tender or issue for them oh aew is a legitimate thing yeah but are they are they big enough to be like in bidding wars taking talent that absolutely WWE not actually a- absolutely not not from wwe but 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 you have to remember that wwe people are independent contractors so they make money based upon their popularity okay so like you don't have to bid super high if that makes sense you just have to give some more favorable terms yeah i just it's one of those vince mcmahon has one of those like marriages where it's like is this are you guys actually still Married? Do you even see yeah. each other? His his daughter Stephanie, she left the company. Yes, yeah. So she just took a leave of absence. But it's like the Kellyanne Conway, George but, Conway, but like Triple H had like a, a a heart attack or something something like that too. Oof. But yeah, don't you ever think it's kind of like the Kellyanne Conway, George Conway thing, where you're like, why are you still married? You obviously hate each other. Like you believe opposite things in. You know, if we got Vince McMahon out here having affairs, what's up with their daughter? On a, on a, on a, on a side note, I don't know. We but, haven't but we haven't wife, heard from her his, since American Idol, right? And his wife was part of the Trump, uh, um, administration. Yeah, Vince McMahon's wife was part of the Trump administration. He's out having an affair. Like the whole thing's is super messy. But then every single time any detail comes out, I'm like, but is it fabricated or? Like he he put himself in the ring to get stomped out just for ratings because people hate him so much. This just feels like another thing that you know, no publicity is bad publicity. Exactly. I don't like. I don't see anything come. If it was his money, I, what what's the big deal? Unless he was like doing something illegal or or something like that. Yep. I don't get it. I personally, I I I, I it's too much for me to keep up with. Yep. Exactly. What is your favorite era of wrestling? Oh God! Like when were you the, the most invested? 
Okay, most invested probably when I was younger and I was so I didn't fully understand the territories thing because I was so young because I, I was born mm -hmm. in Memphis. So I was watching the Memphis territory, Jerry the King Lawler, The Rock came through there. Like, all you know what I mean? Like, his, his, I remember his dad. And, um, and then, uh, so like that era through like the, Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, The Rock, um, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. But I was a rock guy, not a Stone Cold guy. And um, yeah, and then I kind of fell off some with the... So I was with like the... With the, with the Road Warriors, all that stuff. But then I kind of fell off when like right after... Like during the time kind of like Generation, Generation X... And then I'm coming back now. Oh, really? Why? Is it because just something to do with Because your... I really wasn't in with like John Cena and all those guys. It felt, felt kind of corny yeah. to me. But now I feel like they're getting back to more of the roots of the of the wrestling. I can't wait to go to an event. Are you, do you, wa you watch with your kids and stuff? Sometimes. They are okay. getting into it a little bit too. Who was your, who was your favorite? Mm. Wrestler of all time? Yes. The Rock. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. It's like that, that, the, that's the, the Rock. The era that I thought you the, It's like The Rock, The Undertaker, Ultimate Warrior, Ric Flair, and you a Sting guy. Good, good Sting. Not, not, not bad Sting. Not blackface sting, yeah. but not that kind of blackface. <laughs> yes, yes, correct. I was a uh, Andre the Giant, Andre the Giant, and the Bushwhackers, and the you would some, like the Bushwhackers. It was funny. Were was, you a Dudley Boys fan? Ones. No, but like some of the cartoonish ones, I like Hacksaw Jim, cool Honky Tonk Man, not cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't oh. know why. I don't know why I was drawing the line on some of these. I liked, I liked Jake the Snake. Mm hmm. Roddy Roddy Piper. I was never in love with Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, neither neither was I. And they tried to make him like a, they tried to go back and retrofit his image to make him kind of like inspirational. Like he was a fat kid. So yeah. if you're a fat kid, you could also be a movie star and generational wrestler. But it was just like, yeah, but he's so cartoonish. He's so cartoonish as a man that like you really couldn't see yourself as. Exactly. As him, um, but yeah, his his story took a turn. <laughs> yes, took a dramatic turn, and that's another reason why he's left off my top five wrestlers of all time. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. Last thing, a man who was on some people's top five running back lists of all time, particularly in college, Ralph's boy, Herschel Walker, who is running for Senate out in Georgia. He's a GOP candidate. And the the newest news is that the, this man who gets out trying to tell black fathers that that we need to do better, we're not doing enough, our committee, it, it, it's it's us. Oh, that 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 you don't have to be with the mother, but you can't leave leave the child. And now we find out in two days that this dude has got two kids nobody has ever heard of. Three. Oh, three? We're up to three now. Now there's a daughter. And then and then he came out. Listen, I've never not claimed them. And I'm like, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. What the hell are you talking about? Because at no point in time has he said anything that has seemed to be truthful in the past few months. This dude said he was in law enforcement. Ain't no records of him being law law enforcement. What were you in MI6? Were you a, a, a you, you definitely don't have a military record. Are you are you a spook? You a CIA agent operative? And if you were, you you would not be like I was in law enforcement. That's like saying Shaq saying he was a he was a cop because he was like an honorary sheriff or whatever. Yeah, but at least but at least Shaq like did well, some so stuff he's going with patrols. Yeah, yeah. At least he was did it. They were like we know we don't even know who this dude is. Like the amount of and then it, then he said he was valedictorian of his class. He didn't even graduate college d- d- despite saying he was valedictorian and top one percent. Like, bro. I you're I understand that you're like taking the Trump way of doing things like I'll, I'll just say if I say it enough times, it'll be true, except for at least Trump is smart enough to say things that you can't bear verify. I'm the least racist person that you've ever met. I I support women more than more than anyone. Like there are no quantifiable things for it. But saying I graduated. Oh, my grades were great. That is also yeah. subjective. He but I was, was valedictorian. University of Georgia said he was top one percent at University of Georgia. He didn't actually graduate. He said that he was valedictorian. He was top one percent football class. <laughs> he said he was valedictorian of his high school class. He was not. Um, and he, you know, he he has an adult daughter. He has a thirteen-year-old son and a ten-year-old son. Um, that that according to reports that he he doesn't necessarily see. And while he supports, hasn't hasn't really been in in their lives. And then the, you know, the crummy thing about this is he could have just been out there living his life. If this is the if this is the setup that actually makes the most sense for those kids to have a healthy life moving forward, even though it's not something that Herschel Walker would advise other black men to do, um, then then it is what it is. But he's out here campaigning, and and the, one of the things um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, George, but one of the things. That, that white conservatives seem to really 
cherish and almost covet is to have um, to have somebody out there who is a black face who can affirm the things that they say at the dinner oh, table facts. publicly. They're like, the black person said it, so it must be true. Dude, and, it, it, and it white is... white conservatives will elevate underqualified black conservatives or undereducated black conservatives on certain issues simply it's it's this weird like reverse reverse racism thing where they will put a black citizen out in front to espouse views that maybe they're not fully educated on and maybe they go and embarrass themselves trying to have an opinion on and you see the rise of candace Owens so quickly you see the rise of herschel walker to the point where there's a really good shot that herschel walker is going to be united states senator one of the most important men in 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 all of america and you have to ask yourself like is he being used as a lead blocker in in the culture war or are there other people out here because you there are plenty of qualified black conservative yep. some are serving in tim scott in the senate right now tim scott right now like but herschel walker is not is not tim scott he he can't even put a sentence together to articulate a policy that would make sense to know how he's going to legislate. Is he going to write a bill? Exactly. Is Herschel Walker no. going to write a bill? Herschel Walker write a bill. Bro, there's not a snowball's chance in hell that he's going to give you anything that is serviceable. Like, 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 I don't understand why if you are, whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, why the hell would you put up somebody who you know, like like there are plenty of educated people and smart people who who uh, identify with the same R or D as you, but instead you want to put underqualified people in these positions. I don't understand. It makes zero sense to me, bro. Zero sense. George, to me. if you came out, if you came, <laughs> if you came out tomorrow as like a full-blown GOP platform, no matter what conservative. Yep. And you said like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this and I'm going to write it as far as I could possibly go. How long do you think it would take before you were in some type of position of national prominence with your ability to communicate with your uh, ability to actually oh, God. Like, argue points out, think on your feet. Six months. You do have Six some months. conservative things that you actually feel strongly about. Six months. Is that we? Is that weird? To say like, yeah, like I would be elevated on this path. Oh, this former athlete has his own show. Like, <laughs> does he? He he can record stuff. He has the ability to communicate. Oh, bro, I would be right, dude. That is the path of least resistance. I could go one hundred percent grift. 100% grift and, and and be a and be on should 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 we try this <laughs> just announcing it beforehand i don't even think announcing it beforehand would matter no i think people just want to hear their views articulated by people who are not them oh god if i got on my twitter every day for the next week and was like black people you guys need to black fathers you guys are absentee you guys are the reason uh the gun violence it is the music it is rap music it is it is um and, and we need to get all of these all there's absolutely no reason why uh there should be drag queens reading the kids like, like, just hit the hit the top talking points for a week. I mean, like, hammer them for a week and do a lot of what a, what aboutism posts. Like, like I see something and then flip it or with with a, with a retweet. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Oh my god! I I I would I would be because I've been on Neil Cavuto's show on Fox Business and a few other shows. And I've been asked to come on. Um, uh, what's the what's the Fox Morning Show? Fox and Friends. Yes, I've been asked to come on Fox and Friends until they found out what I was going to say because they asked you beforehand a lot of times. Um, 
I would get, I could all but guarantee that within 14 days, I would be on either, on either um, Fox and Friends or Tucker Carlson's show. I could get it within two weeks. I mean, you see how that'd be tempting for. Do you, for, do for you people. doubt that to be true? Two weeks is fast, but maybe if it's if it's like a major issue and you catch the wave at the exact right time, we've seen this happen. Yeah, we've seen this happen a bunch of times. Like if you're and and especially if you're able to use somebody around you as a prop. So like, let's say that your son, you know, who has multiple offers to play quarterback at, um, uh, you know, at the college level, and is going to have a lot more by the time he's done with his junior season. And you guys did like a father and son, like, this is why it's important to like, have your, have your, you, you know, your, your dad in your like, like you, you built like a, like just as somebody like a brand builder. Right. Well, so let's say that like you were working on like this like father, son, like black dad of a black quarterback. Um, and you were building this branding and then all of a sudden you went conservative, like in tandem. Yes. Then yes. it would be like, oh, we have father and son football quarterback. Oh my god! Speed out, and we he can goes... speak out on Kaepernick. We can speak out on 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 transgender. Hold on, uh, athletics. Yep. And he goes to school with LeBron's kid. So uh, attack LeBron too. Oh my god! Like at the same school. Yeah, it's yeah. It and it would be and and that type of stuff. It like the grift. The grift frustrates me. I think I'd have a hard time keeping it. I, I think I would take I would tear us apart from the inside, which I feel like I try to do on this show sometimes. Um, but I actually am from a small Wyoming town. Most of the people that I grew up around are very conservative, and I understand their views. To I work as hard as I can to make sure that I that I have empathy and see where they're coming from and see what their ultimate aim is, whether or not I think that they're correct on it. I think I'm married to somebody who I think is on the as far on the opposite spectrum. Um, as what maybe my roots are uh, uh, politically and, and we get along fine. You and I have different views sometimes and we get along just fine. But I feel like to be part of a grift, you have to ride the, because you, you see what happens to people when they don't remember when Tommy Lauren, she was the golden child. Right. And then she came out as pro choice. Where's she at now? That that's my point. Damn. She's gonna be I haven't seen her in months. In Oh my God. I haven't seen a Tammy Lauren trend in months. She came out. She, 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 uh, whether it was a grift or not, she wrote it as far as she could. And then she came out as pro choice and Glenn Beck fired her. And then, you know, you just don't, it, 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 it's not what it was. She was the most famous conservative voice. Oh my God. Young. See, see, but that's what, that's what they do. As soon as you dis that, that's the problem with going a hundred percent all in and not being authentic and not being like, like is that as soon as you step over their, their line, they're like, no, you must stay within yeah. this box because this yes. is our or you box. Lose. Or you lose. Cause one of the most important things to um, conservatives is like, we're on, we're on the winning horse until it's, time to go to the glue factory, yep. which I think is why it was so important for Donald Trump to this day to say, I didn't lose yep. because you can't, you you're not disposable if you're still a winner in your own mind and in the minds of other, in the minds of other people. So it really depends on how long you feel like you could ride it out, how long you could ride the grift out without, without breaking in some way from whatever the platform was on, on any given day, um, which happens on the liberal side too. It, it, it absolutely oh, for sure. does. Um, but it's, it's very, it, it would be, it would be very interesting to see it out. I used to have this debate as a, um, as a kid of like, wh where do you think you could go further in 10 years as a political pundit who is all in on one political platform or as like a college educated fast food worker or as a member of a, of a, of a like cult religion? Which thing do you think you could have the most upward mobility? Oh, oh all all in, in, in on a, a ten year period. All in on 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 the politics. Because I guess yeah, because the highest you can get in a cult is like number two, right? Yes. But in in politics, you could be <laughs> you could be president. Exactly, bro, and you can make billions. All right, you Republican guys. President George Reister. <laughs>
Valedictorian. All right. Dude, uh, on, on, on a side note, because we have a blended family. At, there was a time where I believed, because when I was younger, I was like, I want to be president of the United States. I really believed that the fact that I had kids out of wedlock and that I was like, I'm disqualified from that. So might as well move on. Now I'm like, bro, I'm qualified to be president right now. I need to know no more information. So are you grateful to Trump? Five kids, three women, four kids, three, five kids, three women. I don't know if a black man can get get can get away now. Now, on, on some level, yes, because I, I have said that bit before that he did open the door. But I don't know if they're ready for a black a black man with them credentials. Because we, I mean, it's whether it was like, yeah, no, Obama was pretty open about his cocaine use, and Bill Clinton was whatever it was he was, and we almost we almost put John Edwards in office, and he was having an affair while we were voting. <laughs> That's what I, that's what I'm saying, bro. The 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 the, uh, the line of imperfection is is moving. <laughs> so with that, you would think that we're a less gracious society, but but now maybe it's just that there's no room to even worry about grace when we're trying to win. You are 100 percent right. All right, uh, you guys. I'm George Reister. He is Ralph Amsden. Oh, uh, you guys. Peace out. Catch you guys later. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.